Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hello, friends. Welcome to Soul Talks, where we elevate conversations for intimacy with Jesus and soul friendship. So glad to have you as our friends, to have you in this community. Thanks for listening. Uh, Last week, as uh, you know, we talked about hope, and many of you appreciated that. And we just wanted to continue the conversation because Christy and I had another soul talk personally, privately about this. We thought, hey, let's just carry that on with you. So, Christy, you were sharing with me about uh, more about your challenges with hoping that it's um, a struggle for you uh, to really live into this message that we're talking about. Well, it is because I have experienced so much disappointment. And so there's still this defense mechanism in me that wants to guard against disappointment. And as I was thinking more about it, I was thinking, well, I think... I think it's because I don't feel confident sometimes that somebody's really going to be there for me in my disappointment, that somebody would want to be there for me in my disappointment, that somebody really would offer me patient empathy and compassion and love and presence and restoration for me in my disappointment. Because in my disappointment, I think I feel shame. I feel shame for having the need, for having the negative emotion. And I want to even protect somebody else from that negative emotion. It's like, I don't even want to have to come into the light to share that, that I'm so disappointed. Yeah. So this, you're saying this is someone who's a very sensitive and a very deep feeler with your emotions. And, and sometimes you feel overloaded with uh, distress and you're uh, afraid that that would burden somebody else. And so you're not only just trying to protect yourself, but in the, the way it feels to you, you're trying to protect other people from you having uh, lots of negative emotions. If you hope too much, and they get too disappointed. Yeah, and then I even will judge myself for being disappointed in God. And that also will cause me to pull away and withdraw from comfort that anyone could give me because I'm hiding, because I, the truth is I feel disappointed that God didn't answer my prayer of faith or, or that my hope, what I hoped he would do, he didn't do. So it sounds like sh- uh, judging or shaming yourself is another thing that makes it hard for you to hope because mm-hmm. if you hope and get disappointed, then y- you're liable to judge your your faith as being not strong enough or s- something like that. Or that I'm I'm just silly because I wanted that and I thought that was good and I'm mm. just not I'm just not strong enough in my faith. I'm not righteous enough to to just be satisfied with my hope in God and I'm having all this disappointment that my expectations or my hopes or what I really believed and have faith that God would do that he didn't do. As though like all, all your hopes ought to be about things that are holy or somehow advancing God's kingdom and, and helping other people. And none of your hopes should be about things that are important to you personally. Right. That would bless you. Yeah. And I'll feel shame over feeling the disappointment. And the 
even the emotions that I know better in my head are just a part of grieving the loss. But in that sense of hopelessness that I'm feeling or disappointment I'm feeling in the circumstance where my hope was dashed, I can tend to judge myself. As if you had been selfish to hope for mm-hmm. that, that personal blessing. Mm-hmm. E- even though within that, you're, you're hoping in God, and the larger picture is that you're a disciple of Jesus and in all the things that you uh, experience in life, you're seeking to, to grow to be more like Jesus, but that sort of gets lost in that, in, in the feeling of the disappointment, then you're prone to go to judging yourself that, well, you hoped for something that wasn't really a godly thing to hope for. Mm-hmm. But one of the main things you're saying is that when you hope, the, 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 the letdown, the, the distress, the negative emotions that, that will come if, if the hope's not fulfilled, that that's, that's why you're guarding against it. And even though you've experienced empathy many times in your life, it's hard for you to keep keep going back to that well. It is. I, and I think that there's just, I don't have this, the ultimate sense of confidence and courage that it takes to hope sometimes. Somewhere, somewhere inside, there's, there's a, a little girl that's insecure or mm-hmm. afraid. Yes. Feels alone. Yes. And feels like she's got too many emotions and it's too, too needy or it's going to be a bother to people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's like lurking there in, in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I've got to protect other people from that. And that would even include hoping that they would be there for me if I needed them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what helps you move forward with hoping? Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Uh, Isaiah 40, like we recited last week. And you, you do hope. I see you extend yourself in, in hope. And I see you join with hopes that I have, different areas, whether it's with the family or our soul shepherding ministry. Well, that is one of the things that helps me hope. It, it helps me to be around somebody who is hoping. Mm-hmm. Because, see, I'm taking courage from their courage. Hope, hope is infectious, isn't it? It's, mm-hmm. it's like the good virus that C.S. Lewis mm-hmm. talks about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there are times where maybe I don't feel the hope, but I see that you do or somebody else does, and that can inspire and encourage me to hope. Scripture, like I said in our last episode, also can be helpful to me in hope. And somebody who does listen to my disappointment and help me process through my expectation and my grief and offers me empathy, then can help me restore to hope again, reorient to hope again. Because as I process all that negative emotion, as I'm emotionally honest with myself and God and them, then actually I, I get free of those negative emotions. Two of the things that have really helped me with hoping are, uh, one is just over the years listening to so many people, many are afraid to hope. And in some cases, they've shrink their life out of that fear of being disappointed. And so helping them work that through, helping them come to a place of taking the risk of hoping, knowing that sometimes you will be disappointed, but, but sometimes you won't be. And the fact that sometimes you won't be, it makes it worth going through the disappointment because of the, if you don't hope, you're going to miss out on a lot of good stuff. But if you do hope, you're going to get a lot of good stuff and you're going to get some disappointment. And so when you think about it logically, it's way better to hope but that also has to be worked through emotionally, through relationships 
like we're talking about. So seeing, seeing that in people has reinforced my own tendency to be someone who is, uh, has ideals to, to strive for and to pray for and, and puts hope in God in, in different situations. And I think that the big test for me goes back many years and with my dream to be a best-selling author and when the Lord led me to put that on the altar and not write any more books uh, unless uh, God w- would ask me to at some point and to uh, uh, join you in authoring the lives of our three kids and just pour my life into being a father um, in, in my work as well, but through just loving my neighbor and, and not trying to uh, be on a big stage and all that. And through that, that process where I experienced a lot of waiting and rejection and disappointment and discovering that even where I had a, an unfulfilled hope with that dream, that what God had for me was actually much better not only better from the standpoint of eternity, but but better for my soul today, even. And so that sort of inoculated me because of all those years of, of waiting and uh, not pursuing that dream and being happy anyway and seeing all the good that God was doing in my life sort of inoculated me against disappointment. And it was like, well, if I can go through that and survive and know that I'm loved and have a meaningful life and be happy anyway... I, I can handle other rejections or failures or disappointments where my hope's not fulfilled uh, because I've experienced the goodness of God down to the, the, the depths of a, of a, down to the, the dregs of a, a situation that was really a bummer for me. So like one of your biggest hopes in life for yourself was that you would be able to really make a huge impact for God as a writer and to, to do that in the form of a published book. And so when that dream didn't come true for you, that was a huge desolation of your hope. Yeah, because that hope goes back to being a teenager and to just discovering that I had this gift of writing that God had given me and being so blessed by spiritual writers uh, like A.W. Tozer and Thomas A. Kempis and just this this burning desire that developed in me that I understood as being from God that I, I would, would write and that that would help people in their, in their intimacy with God and in their soul and the things that mattered most to them. And so it was just a big part of my identity. And so then going down that path uh, in, my, in my late 20s and early 30s and then coming to that, that stopping point, uh, it, was a, it was a lot of waiting and it was a lot, a lot of hope deferred makes the heart sick. But, but it was also learning other hopes that developed in the midst of that deferment was hopes that were actually more robust and significant. But in any case, at the end of the day, I still had this, this life dream that was on hold and I felt like I had failed at and that wasn't being fulfilled and I wasn't going to get to do. 15 years is a long time to wait for, for something. And so... Finding God's goodness in the midst of that loss, finding empathy from the Lord and from, from people, helped me not only survive that, but thrive through that. And so it gave me a different perspective. And looking back, it gave me the courage to, to start soul shepherding. And it gave me the courage to lean into this, this pivot in, into growth as an organization and not be afraid of failing, not be afraid of being disappointed 
because I know that, well, if I get out there in that limb and it breaks, the Lord's going to catch me. Or if he doesn't catch me and I break some bones, those are going to get healed up and, and that's all going to be worked for, for my good and for the good of people around me that I, I can can serve and can love. And and so just finding the the reality of God in that, I would say I discovered, yeah, hope is an anchor for my soul, even in the midst of this great hope, the, the greatest hope of my career probably being just dashed and deferred for so many years, I found out that no, hope is an anchor for my soul. And God is real. God, God is, is good to me. God is, is telling a story with, with my life that I get to be a part of. And this is an adventure. I, I'm, I'm going to go on it. I, I'm going I'm to keep hoping. So even in the areas where your hope was dashed, where you were disappointed, where you didn't get what you hoped for, you found hope for new things. I found hope for new things, yes. And I, and I had the, the boldness and the willingness to risk because I knew that if my hope didn't get fulfilled and I was disappointed or I felt like a failure, that I wasn't going to be lost in shame and rejection and despair because there was empathy for me. And I, I worked that out through uh, talking with counselors, talking with spiritual directors, my relationship with you and with friends through those years of doing that that deep uh, inner journey work from our model of the Christ stages in our book, Journey of the Soul. Lots of inner journey work, lot, lots of uh, um, admitting to things that I'm feeling and learning how to benefit from someone listening to me and caring for me and praying for me. And so I, I've, I, I just know down to my bones that, well, I'm actually not alone in this world. There are times I feel alone, but I'm not. And I can reach out and God will meet me in prayer or God will meet me through somebody that will, will, will listen to me. And so it's worth it. It's worth it to me to, to, uh, to, to run and sometimes trip and fall. And uh, it's, it's worth it to me because I know that so often there's, there's great things that come from that come from the the running and winning the race or come from the running and falling but but being being met there in the fall so i'm thinking of you as an athlete and i'm thinking of you when you were on the field as as a younger man running towards the goal post and you'd get tackled or somebody would steal the ball from you that you didn't let that dash your hope and stop playing the game you you'd get back up and you'd you'd hope you could get a touchdown the next time or that you can run the ball the next time. Yeah, some of that probably is my nature, being type A and determined, and um, and some of that probably is training in the world of sports, and some of that is training in, in the world of spiritual formation and relationships like we've been talking about. But just over the course of life, I, I'm pretty resolute that, no, I'm going to go for it. I'm, I'm going to, when God brings a, a possibility that's confirmed in, in prayer and in godly counsel. I'm going to hope and I'm going to, I'm going to try. And uh, I want to do the same thing and, and take, take risks in, in my relationships as well because it's, it's better to hope and sometimes be disappointed uh, than not to hope. Because when we hope, we, we, there's a, a door that opens to good things that God wants to bring. So whether it's through the, the success of that hope being realized or through it's, it's even through the disappointment in the way God meets us there, that, that's the better life. And so I just want to pray for those of you who are listening and, and you're having trouble hoping because I know there are so many of you. Lord, we just lift up our friends who have trouble with hope and just pray, God, that somehow 
uh, Christy's story, my story, our feelings uh, from our diff- differing personalities, uh, our struggles with uh, the challenge of, of hoping uh, and waiting or being disappointed, Lord. And just pray that you would use something from this conversation, last week's conversation, to bring uh, encouragement to uh, our friends who, who need hope in particular situations, and they need to hope in you, anticipate good from you, and something that they're praying about, and help us, Lord, become the kind of people who don't give up hoping, uh, that, that we, we live uh, in that realm of Isaiah 40, uh, of th- those who hope in the Lord, they, they will renew their strength, and they will mount up with wings as eagles, Lord, that there would be a a wind of your spirit that, that um, catches our, our, our friends, catches their hope, and lifts them uh, into a, a place of your presence in your power, Lord, in your wisdom guiding them, Lord, so that they will uh, run and not be weary and walk and not faint, Lord, that we will persevere uh, in our faith and in trusting that you are good and loving and uh, wise and uh, that life with you uh, in your kingdom, it's the best life even when we're dealing with uh, injustice or suffering or uh, specific hopes being disappointed, uh, to to keep hoping in goodness from God, uh, the glory of God that will one day be fully revealed for us in heaven. Uh, Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be people of hope, people of faith and trust in your goodness, Lord, people who are growing in your love through the victories but also through the setbacks, knowing that ultimately it's a victory in Jesus. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Friends, if you would like to grow in hope, a great way to do it is to talk with a spiritual director who listens to you with empathy, who prays for you, who can guide you along in your discipleship to Jesus. We want to help you with that. We have a team of 20 senior spiritual directors on our Soul Shepherding staff who are ready to journey with you in your life and help you live the adventure of hoping in Jesus as you uh, go about this uh, world and your relationships and your work. It is so helpful to process with someone who really tunes into you and really understands and uh, prays for you. So go to soulshepherding.org and you can uh, talk with one of our senior spiritual directors. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.